It's Fiscally Irresponsible Friday here on TM5, sponsored by Incredible Pulp and Lemonade. It's Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome into the Morning 5 podcast on another fiscally irresponsible Friday. We are 45 days away from Christmas. Uh, today is National Vanilla Cupcake Day, and it's the Marine Corps birthday, but more importantly, and most importantly today, one of the most important holidays all year long, it is Veterans Day. We wouldn't be able to do this dumb podcast every morning. We wouldn't live in a free country. Honestly, probably wouldn't be speaking English right now if it weren't for the amazing veterans who have served in all of our wars, all of our skirmishes, everything uh, that has happened overseas, all of our phenomenal vets that have kept us safe and protected us and fought for the freedom for us to do this, uh, you know, not only the stupid podcast, but uh, everything else that you get in America that a lot of other countries don't uh, don't get. I think it I think it requires Americans to travel abroad uh, to different countries and see how other people live and see some of the freedoms that we take for granted uh, and, and see them, you know, sort of not out and about the freedoms that we're just normally accustomed to in America how they're not always so normal in other countries, man. And, and we couldn't have those ama- amazing freedoms without the wonderful vets that have uh, gone on to serve for us. All the amazing men and women in uh, every branch of the armed forces that has served to keep us free. Thank you very much from the bottom of our heart from TM5. Um, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, everybody that I have in my phone that is a that is a veteran always gets a Thank you for your service text every single Veterans Day, man. And I, I mean it from the bottom of our heart. Um, you know, I know Billy's a, a military family. I'm a military family. Um, so that's uh, something that stuff like that is ingrained in our brains from a very young age to respect and honor our armed services. So thank you so much to all of our veterans out there um, for uh, for sacrificing, you know, three, four, five years of your life going on tours of duties to keep us safe. Uh, let's get to the games this weekend. We got a bunch of big games around our area. The biggest one, the first one, we're going to talk about Georgia. They welcome in number 10, uh, Ole Miss. Number, or excuse me, I think they're number nine now. I think they moved up to number nine. Um, but they welcome in Ole Miss to Sanford Stadium. Back-to-back weeks where Georgia welcomes in a big opponent. Last week it was Missouri. They handled business. This week it's Ole Miss. Uh, let's start at, with the basics. Georgia's averaging 39.3 points per game. Uh, Old Miss is averaging 38.8. On the flip side, Georgia is allowing uh, 15.4 points per game, and Old Miss is uh, allowing about 22.9 points per game. So the offenses are, are relatively the same. There's a little, uh, like 0.5 points difference, but offenses are relatively the same. Uh, but Georgia is averaging a touchdown less on defense. I think that's going to be big. Uh, this weekend, Saturday up at Sanford Stadium against conference opponents this season. UGA is averaging 35 points per game. Old Miss is averaging 31. But defensively, UGA is allowing 18, and Old Miss is averaging 26. So once again, a touchdown and a two-point uh, difference in between the defensive thing. That's that's where I think the biggest discrepancy is going to be between Old Miss and UGA on Saturday is, is the defensive side of the ball. Old Miss's offense and Georgia's offense, I think, is I would say it's a push right now. That is with 
you know, we might have a little appearance of a tight end that got hurt a couple weeks ago. There's rumors flying around that Brock Byers is going to try to go in this game on Saturday, which I'm all for. I love watching Brock Byers play. Um, so I, But I think the offenses right now between Old Miss and Georgia are, are very similar. Um, the, the one thing that Old Miss doesn't do uh, is is their is their explosive plays? They, Forty plus yards down the field, they are twenty fourth in the nation. Now, now Georgia's only eighteen, so they're not that much better. Uh, the twenty to thirty yard plays on offense is where Old Miss is going to make their hay, and that's what Georgia's going to have to stop. Uh, right now, Old Miss is third in the nation in twenty plus yards plays and thirty plus yard plays. They're seventh. Uh, so whereas Georgia is, uh, they are seventh and ninth in that same, or excuse me, they're twenty sixth and eighteenth in those same categories. But Georgia's defense right now on twenty yard plays, thirty yard plays, and forty yard plays. Georgia's defense right now on explosive plays, they're twelfth in the nation, seventh in the nation, and ninth in the nation. So a top ten defense on explosive plays. Now whereas Ole Miss. On those exact same metrics right now, a 20-yard play, a 30-yard play, and a 40-yard play, Old Miss's defense is 56th in the nation, 42nd in the nation, and 62nd in the nation. So, you know, Old Miss's offense is a little bit more explosive than Georgia's, but Georgia's explosive defense is leaps and bounds better than Old Miss. That's where the real battle is going to take place, and that's what we saw last week as well it was georgia's defense battling versus missouri's offense and georgia's defense came out on top the one thing that i think scares me a little bit about what old miss does and what georgia doesn't do real well uh georgia can be pretty susceptible to giving up big chunk plays through stretch runs and old miss might be the best team in the sec in stretch run plays they get all. They set up a lot of those explosive plays off of stretch runs. That's where Missouri had a lot of success last week, is in the stretch runs. And I think I think Lane Kiffin and Old Miss are going to make a point of running the stretch running play uh, on Saturday versus Georgia. They're just going to have Georgia's going to have to bow their back and and stop it. Uh, right now, the the rushing defenses that Old Miss has faced. Um, I mean, they've only have one inside the top 10, and that's Tulane. They were fifth at the beginning of the season. Other than that, the rushing defenses that Ole Miss has faced this year, pretty horrendous. Uh, you know, Georgia Tech 132nd, LSU 104th, Auburn's 83rd, Vandy 112th. Um, the Rebels right now are averaging 101 rushing yards per game on the ground. That's 4.6 yards per carry. I just don't see them doing that versus Georgia. I'd be very shocked if Old Miss could get the run game going versus Georgia consistently. Uh, the stretch run play is is just one facet of Old Miss's run, and I just I don't think you can run the stretch run play every single time you want to run the ball. And at some point, Georgia is going to game plan and stop it. I would think um, Georgia has enough good coaches and enough talented athletes over on that side where I just don't I don't see Old Miss being able to run the ball consistently through four quarters just like that you just can't run a stretch play that's that's not the only thing you can run and I, I don't I don't think Jackson darts good enough to be able to sling it around on Georgia's defense um Georgia's Georgia's DBs were were pretty good versus Missouri uh they had a couple blown coverages but I would say probably 85 80 to 85 percent of the time uh they're their DBs were just all over the Missouri Tigers wide receivers and I expect the same this weekend 
versus Old Miss. Um, at home this season, Georgia is just allowing 13.2 points per game, which is 13th best in the country. Old Miss is averaging 25 points per game on the road, which is 57, uh, 57th in the country. The Bulldogs are also averaging 41 points per game on offense at Sanford Stadium. I don't think this is going to be particularly close. I believe right now the sports bet has this game as a 10.5 point spread. I think that is where, let's see where Georgia is. It's a 7.30 game, so this will be down the line a little bit. Do, 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 do. Um, I, last time I checked, it was 10.5. I don't think it's going to be, yeah, it's still 10.5 right now. I don't think Ole Miss can keep it that close. I think Georgia wins this one by 14 to 17 points. They remain undefeated, and they head up to uh, to Knoxville next week with an undefeated record and try to take down the Volunteers. Also this weekend in football, we have the Falcons. They travel to the Cardinals, the, the Cardinals who just shipped their quarterback to the Minnesota Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings and Joshua Dobbs that just beat the Atlanta Falcons. This should not be a contest. And the fact that Atlanta is is only a two-point favorite scares me a little bit. Uh, rumor is that Kyler Murray is supposed to start this weekend. They brought him back. Uh, he's been sidelined for nearly a year, I believe. Uh, but they the Cardinals brought Kyler Murray back, so there's a little bit of an unknown there. They talked to... Um, oh, crap. Who was that interview with? Uh, Jesse Bates. I was listening to an interview about Jesse Bates. And, you know, they were asking him, how do you scout for a team that you essentially haven't seen their quarterback play uh, with the new offensive coordinator that they have out in Arizona? Like all the all the tape that they have on Kyler Murray is all with the offensive coordinator from last year. So how do you prepare for that? Um, And Jesse Bates was like, you know, you just you, you watch what they did with Joshua Dobbs and then see how they might try to use. Kyler Murray in the same way, although Kyler Murray is a vastly different athlete than Joshua Dobbs is. So uh, if you want to go out to uh, Arizona, tickets right now as low as $18 into it. Uh, Tyler Heineke is going to be the quarterback for the Falcons. Uh, Arthur Smith, after shaving his mustache at 3 a.m. in the morning, said that they're not going to do this musical chairs thing with the quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Heineke is the answer. I don't know if Ritter's the answer. I don't think either one of them is the answer at quarterback right now. Uh, you just sort of have to ride it out. It sucks for Falcons fans because the defense right now is a very, very good defense. They haven't played the best defense in the past two weeks. Uh, they're still very good. They're still a very good defensive team. The offense isn't helping them at all. Uh, they're really a quarterback away from being competitive. Um, and I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here and pretend like they're a quarterback away from being able to compete for the Super Bowl or anything like that. But I'd say they are a quarterback away from having a chance to win one or two postseason games this year. Um, I, I just don't I don't know I don't know how they're going to utilize the offensive weapons that they have because they have not utilized them properly, in my opinion. I mean, right now, Bijan Robinson has 517 yards rushing on 103 carries. Tyler Algier has 371 yards rushing on 116 carries. Algier is averaging 3.2 yards per carry, and Bijan Robinson is averaging five yards per carry. So Bijan averaging almost two whole yards per carry more than Tyler Algier. Algier has three touchdowns. Bijan has one. I don't understand why they are splitting, especially last week. I don't understand why they're splitting the carries between Algier and Robinson so easily. Uh, so, excuse me, so evenly. Um, Bijan Robinson. 
has proven this year that he is a much better wide receiver, excuse me, running back than Tyler Algier. And the lion's share of the carries should go to B. John Robinson. I don't understand why they're trying to keep it even. I don't know if they're trying to keep uh, B. John Robinson fresh for the end of the year. I don't know what the I don't know what the mindset is behind there. Uh, but B. John Robinson should be your bell cow back. He's a young guy. Feed it to him. Uh, let him carry this team and, and throw it when you have to. And when you do throw it, guys, when you do throw it, Falcons, when you're listening, hey, Falcons, Arthur Smith, listen to this podcast and listen to the advice I give you. When you throw it, if you throw it nearly 40 times again this weekend, A, it's not a good recipe for a win with the offense that we have. But if you throw it near 40 times this weekend against the Cardinals, I want Drake London, if he plays, I want Drake London and Kyle Pitts to both have double-digit targets. The fact that they don't have double-digit targets this the last, last week when Heineke threw 38 passes is absurd. The fact that Kyle Pitts right now only has one touchdown. He has 32 receptions for 389 yards. The fact that Jonu Smith is your leading tight end. What the hell are we doing? Why did they waste a first-round draft pick on Drake London and Kyle Pitts if they're not going to utilize them properly? I don't understand it, man. I simply do not understand it. Force it in the hands of your playmakers. Jonu Smith was our leading wide receiver for a long time this season. I mean, he's only 16 yards away from Drake London right now. I know Drake London missed the game last week, but like, get the hands, get the ball in the hands of your, of your playmakers. It's frustrating, dude. It, it, it's very, very frustrating. And I hate the fact that this podcast has forced me to be a Falcons fan because it is the most infuriating team to watch play football. I watched the Bears and Panthers play football last night, and I don't think it was inf- as infuriating as every single Falcons game has been this year. I mean, just insanely infuriating. So. Arthur Smith shaved his mustache. We'll see what that does. Probably nothing this week. They're on the road versus Arizona. Arizona getting Car- Kyler Murray back. Um, we'll see what he does. He's a he's an electric athlete, but I I don't I don't know that guy is. I, I don't know. I'm, I've never been a big fan of Kyler Murray, so we'll see what he does. Uh, Friday Night Lights tonight, round one, folks. Uh, and if you want to hear an in depth breakdown on all of these games, tune into Hometown Sports Media tonight. Uh, you can download the app at the App Store or the Google Play Store. Just Google uh, Hometown Sports Media, and the app will be right there. We will start at 5 p.m. tonight. 5 p.m. tonight, myself, Billy, and Coach JB will be on the mic, and we will have an in-depth breakdown of every single one of these games. I have browsed hours and hours and hours and hours of film on NFHS Network on all these opponents trying to figure out how it's going to happen, how it's going to break down, where the faults are, Uh, on the opposing team and what could cause us the most problems. So if you want a good breakdown tonight, we will spend about 15 minutes per matchup on every single game that we cover. Uh, And we will go over all the nuts and bolts all over anything. Uh, Although I say that at five o'clock, I want you to tune in and listen. As soon as we go off air, anybody who lives in the Bowden, Bremen, Carrollton, Central or Heard County communities, Get your butts to the stadium and support these kids. Get out there and support these kids in uh, high school football. It's going to be an absolutely gorgeous night tonight. You could not ask for a better night for high school football in Georgia in the month of November. Uh, At kickoff, it's going to be somewhere around 60 tonight. It is going to feel absolutely gorgeous. I can't wait. I'm jacked up for this stuff. We're going to get a little rain showers, I think, early in the morning. But that's going to pass off, and then we won't see rain again until tomorrow morning. So get out there 
and support these teams. Let's go over the Bowden game first. Bowden, a 37-point favor versus Taylor County. Uh, I say that's that's about right. That's about right. Bowden's going to beat Taylor County. The only reason Bowden's not going to beat him by more than 37 is Taylor County is probably going to do try to um, try to do clock control versus Bowden. I'm going to say this game ends 42 to seven or 42 to 14, um, and it is mainly because of the clock control that Taylor County is going to try to do. They're going to hold on to the ball and try to limit the possessions that Bowden has. Once again, a much more in-depth breakdown on Hometown Sports Media's pregame show tonight. Download it and listen to it. Bremen versus White County Pickham. This is one of those teams. I, I, I'm going to go Bremen. I'm going to go Bremen because they're at home. White County is very, very good. They are a very, very good uh, uh, team and, and kind of a, I mean, kind of a crappy first round matchup for a couple of our teams this week, uh, especially teams that were higher seeds that just sort of got shafted. Um, and, and this is one of them. White County is a phenomenal team. Give me Bremen, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if White County wins, but I, I'm taking Bremen at home. Uh, Carrollton, 38-point favorite versus Harrison. I would take Carrollton, uh, you know, if they were a 50-point favorite versus Harrison. Harrison's not very good. Uh, this is this is one of those games that I'm probably not going to watch much tape on. Um, I haven't watched tape on this one yet, so I didn't feel the need to. Carrollton's going to roll on this one. Uh, Central, this is going to be an interesting matchup. This is tomorrow night. This is not tonight. The Central game is tomorrow night at 730. Not Friday night, Central Lions, <clears throat> Lion Valley, tomorrow night. But hometown sports media will be there. Central is an 11-point favorite versus Hateville Charter. Hateville Charter is good, guys. Hateville Charter is very good. Hateville Charter might be the best team that Central has faced all year this year. They are are really good. If Central can get past um, game 11, I think they get to game 13. I forget who they play, who they might play next week, but it's not as good as Hateville Charter. Hateville Charter is a legit good team. They are a very, very good team. Um I would take, I think Central's going to win this game, but I don't think they're going to win it by 11. I would take Hateville Charter plus 11 right here, but if you're just going straight money line, give me Central, they win this game. Heard County versus Pelham. Heard County a home dog. Pelham coming into this is a five-point favorite. I haven't seen it on film, man. Um, and and once again, I, I'm not paid to get out there on the field and game plan and you know do any of that stuff. The, the coaches, the coaches are, are much more intelligent than I am when it comes to football. Um, but whoever sets these lines, I don't know if they've watched Pelham play. I haven't seen it. I don't think they have the athletes to, to hang with Heard County. Um, give me Heard County plus five, man. I think Heard County wins outright tonight. I think Heard County probably wins by a touchdown. Uh, but uh, yeah, welcome in Pelham. I, I just haven't seen it from Pelham, to be completely honest with you. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the athletes. Uh, nothing pops out on tape to me that shows me that, that Pelham can beat Heard County tonight. Mount Zion on the road at Manchester. Manchester is a 39-point favorite. Man, it's going to be a long night for our good buddy Brad Gordon. Uh, I hope he goes down to Manchester, and I hope he shocks the world. Manchester, a team that they're going to see next year in their region. Uh, We will talk all about that next week on the Morning 5, the new regions, the new classifications, and everything like that for high school football. Uh, But Manchester is coming into the Mount Zion-Bowden region next year, so Mount Zion's going to see Manchester again next year in football. Traveling down to Manchester, man, it's going to be a tough night, like I said. 39-point uh, favorite for Manchester. Probably take Manchester in the points. It's going to be a, it's going to be a rough one. Uh, and our other team that is on the road, Temple at Irwin County. Irwin County is a 15-point favorite. Irwin, dude, Irwin County is good. Irwin County is very, very good. Um, it's going to take a heroic effort from Temple tonight to beat Irwin County. And I'm not saying they can't do it. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Corey Nix and that Tigers team. Uh, yeah, I would take I would take Temple as a plus fifteen right here, 
but I think Irwin County comes out victorious and moves on to the second round. On the Marine South scoreboard from last night in boys basketball, Mount Zion beat Oak Mountain 63-33. And in the NBA, the Hawks beat the Magic 120-119 down in Mexico City. On the Smith floor covering games and events calendar for tonight. Uh, also, the, the Friday night light games, obviously, Bowden versus Taylor County, Bremen versus White County, Carrollton versus Harrison, Heard County versus Pelham, Mount Zion at New, uh, Manchester, and Temple at Irwin County. Don't forget the Central versus Hateful Charter game is tomorrow night, Saturday night, tomorrow night, 730. Uh, and also in boys basketball, Carrollton at Jackson tomorrow at uh, 1130. On the Incredible Pulp Soft Earned Dollar segment, I got to get some money flowing in, man. I have I have been on an absolute cold streak the past couple of weeks. I have I have not hit hardly anything. Um, it has not been uh, not been friendly. the The betting gods have not been friendly to me. Uh, give me Alabama as a ten and a half point favorite on the road at Kentucky. Uh, Bama is playing the best brand of football right now, I think, in college football. Uh, and and listen. I know, I know Georgia fans have one eye on what's going on in Tuscaloosa. They are, they are a legit good team right now. Give me the UGA first-half spread versus Ole Miss. First-half spread for UGA is 6.5 points. I think Georgia goes into halftime leading by probably around 10 to 14 points. So the spread right now is at 6.5. That's a minus 110. And the Browns at Ravens. Give me over. The over-under is at 38.5. Give me the over there. I think both of those teams combine for 21 to 24 points, and they hit that over. It's going to be in the low 40s. Let's hit up another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn, S-T-R-A-W-N, with Century 21 Novus. Uh, Virginia running back Jones is taken to the hospital after a scary hit, but he has movement last night. He went down versus Kentucky on Thursday night football. Uh, He was taken to the University of Louisville Hospital after the hit, and school officials said that he had regained movement in all of his extremities sometime after arriving there. That is phenomenal to hear. That was a scary hit. They had to pause the game. I think it was about 20, 30 minutes uh, of uh, of stoppage to to get an ambulance out there and to get get Jones on an ambulance and a stretcher and to take him to the hospital. But good news, good news um, from uh, good news from the hospital that he has movement in all of his extremities. Connor Bernard last night has two goals and two assists. He led the Blackhawks past the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, what, oh, what's happening down there in Tampa Bay? What's happening down there? Uh, at 18 years and 115 days, Bernard is the third youngest player to record a four-point game in NHL history behind Ted Kennedy and Bep Good, Good, Goodlin, Godlin, Goodlin, Godlin. Kid's really good. Kid's really good. Uh, Old Miss football coach Lane Kiffin files motion to dismiss a $40 million lawsuit. Uh, Old Miss defensive tackle DeSanto Rollins, who said he was kicked off the team for missing practices and meetings during a mental health crisis, is suing the university and Kiffin for failure to provide equal protection, racial and sexual discrimination, and multiple other allegations according to the lawsuit. And I actually heard a tape recording yesterday um, of Lane Kiffin talking to this young man. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm back in I'm back in Lane Kiffin right here. Um, you know, the, you, you can go and listen to the audio for yourselves. It's on a lot of different social media platforms. Uh, but I'm I'm back in Lane. I'm back in Lane Kiffin in this uh, in this little dispute. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Silver Slugger Awards for the MLB were released yesterday, and among them were three Atlanta Braves. Matt Olson won it for first base, Austin Riley for third base, and Ronald Acuna Jr. 
for the outfield. So congratulations to all three of those Atlanta Braves. And we would assume that Ronald Acuna Jr. will be getting his MVP trophy here sometime soon as well. Don't forget, folks, on the 16th, on the 16th of this month, something special is going on out in Carrollton. The Lady Trojans are wrestling under the lights at Cole Field. Under the lights, they're wrestling on a baseball field. On 11-16 at 6 p.m., the the Lady Trojans are wrestling out there at Cole Field under the lights on a baseball field. That is going to be amazing. That is going to be electric. I cannot wait for that. I will definitely be out there. That'll be next Thursday night. That's going to be a fun event for everybody to come out to uh, and enjoy some some lady wrestling. And those Trojans, man, out there, they got, they got some good wrestlers. They got some really good wrestlers this year. Uh, and today in 1991, Bernie Kosar ends the NFL record of 308 passes without an interception. Uh, something C.J. Stride was probably going for this year. That kid is also electric. Him and Bernie Kosar. You know, one and two, I would I would assume right now. Bernie Kosar, greatest NFL quarterback of all time. CJ Strad, number two. I think that's how everybody would vote. Uh, but for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. This has been the morning at five for another Friday. We will see you on Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.